You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, and I am one of the hosts of Starcastic Remarks. Uh, welcome to Stars Fan Stories, episode 12. Before we get into today's guest, uh, we have two sponsors today. The first one is DraftKings Sportsbook. Please go and use that promo code THPN. Next time you are there, we appreciate them being our sponsor of this podcast, of this episode, and of all of THPN. We really do appreciate them. The second, the second sponsor in today's episode is Irresponsibility, brought to you by Ryan. So, uh, you know, before I introduce Sam here, for those of you who can see him on screen, I have to say this because I was completely, completely irresponsible. Uh, we are recording this starting at 1045 because I am a Dumbo, and we originally scheduled it for 930, and I thought we were doing it next Monday because I put it wrong on my phone. So first off, Sam, I apologize, and second off, welcome to the show. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be on, and hey, it's all good, man. No worries, man, but but I'm, I'm thrilled to be on the best Dallas Stars podcast there is, so I'm pretty pumped. Wow, I appreciate that. I appreciate the the sentiment there. Uh, we've had a lot of guests come on this show, and uh, I do appreciate uh, what you said there. Um, uh, can you tell me just uh, just a little bit about yourself? You know, non hockey related stuff. As I understand, you're currently living in Arizona, getting a degree. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, so so at the moment, right now, uh, I'm I'm home for the summer. You know, so I'm back here in Dallas, which is nice. But uh, I spend most of my time now uh, attending Arizona State University. Uh, go Sun Devils, forks up. But, uh, you know, I, I'm actually majoring in sports journalism, which is super fun. We got the Cronkite School out there, which is a great journalism school. So it's, it's really fun stuff going on there. And it's really cool to, you know, to, to, to really, you know, talk about sports and get to know people who just, you know, it's sports talk 24-7, which is, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm loving college so far. So uh, what made you decide to get into uh, sports journalism? Because uh, it, it's a pretty doggy dog world out there when it comes to sports journalism. Oh, oh yeah, you got that right. But uh, uh, like I've always been such a just big sports fan. It's been such a huge part of my life. Uh, just, you know, really my whole life. Just it's been all about sports, watching sports. So, you know, I, I and I knew from an early age I wasn't going to be you know, the uh, I wasn't going to be the first line center scoring a goal in game seven of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't going to be doing that, you know, but but I always wanted to specifically go into the broadcast journalism world, you know. So that was I, I always love listening to the announcers, you know, Doc Emmerich, of course, and with the stars, guys like, you know, Ralph Stranges, Strader and, you know, Bogorod now. So, you know, that's what I want to go into. And, uh, you know, it's just it's really just the love of sports itself, just, you know just wanting to be connected to all sorts of sports uh, throughout my life. 
So you're attending Arizona State University, like you mentioned. Um, we'll get into why that's significant here in a second. And for those oh, of yeah. you who are diehard hockey fans, you understand what I'm talking about. But before we get into that, um, can you tell me what decide what made you decide to go? I mean, that's halfway across the country to the West Coast, going to Arizona State, and you're from the Dallas area. So what made you decide to go to Arizona State? Okay, well, well, first off, I want to go to Arizona State because I, I just wanted to see the best hockey team in the world, the Coyotes, obviously. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, uh, I, I want to go to ASU because, I mean, really, the journalism school there, it, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, it's one of the best in the nation. And, you know, and, and, and believe me, it, it was tough. It was tough leaving home because, you know, you know, if, if there was like like a great, you know, just I mean, there are some good journalism schools here in the state of Texas. I know UT, UNT. Uh, you know, those schools have really good ones, but ASU, you know, I just kept on hearing how it's on a whole other level. And I was just, just like, you know, I, I want to go after my dream and I think I got to go, got to go do it in the desert. And, uh, you know, I, and I always just like ASU, it seems like a fun place to go to school and, and it, and it is, there's a, you know, I, I, a lot of people know about ASU's a kind of reputation, I guess, as a big party school. <laughs> um, you know, I don't really do the party stuff, but you know, it's a, it's a really fun school. Uh, great people there. Um, uh, I, I do like the dry heat, so uh, it's nice there in uh, Arizona. I quite like it. Hey, I can totally relate to the dry heat being out in the middle of nowhere, West Texas. So, oh, I, yeah. I, and I definitely agree with you. Like every time I go between uh, where I live currently here in uh, just south of Odessa compared to the Dallas area, you know, I, I constantly like look at the or my wife actually tells me about the weather. And you know, like here, if it's 106, it's 106. Okay, oh, but yeah. like in Dallas, if it's 106, it actually feels like, you know, 112 because of the humidity out there. So I totally get that 100 percent. And uh, you and you kind of mentioned it just slightly there at the beginning. I'll just go ahead and say this as a disclaimer for those that don't know. Uh, there is a NHL hockey team who is in transition between arenas. Well, we we hope to get an arena in Tempe. They, I hope they stay there. I really hope they do. Hmm. But. Uh, while they're waiting to get the uh, improvement, the building, the funds, all of that stuff for the arena, and I'm talking about the Arizona Coyotes of the NHL, they're going to be playing on the campus of Arizona State University where the Sun Devils play. It's a brand new arena, and they're going to be there for two, probably about three years max, it seems like. So that's a really cool experience, especially for you, Sam. And I know that everyone's like, oh, it's not a real NHL franchise and how did this is a joke on the NHL and stuff like that. But, you know, for for you, it's going to be a really interesting experience. And, I, you know, I'm kind of envious of the fact that uh, you're going to be able to do that because, I mean, this is not like a huge giant arena. It's like probably a fourth or a fifth of the size of a normal NHL arena. Like for those that uh, don't understand, American Airlines seats about twenty thousand, between nineteen and twenty thousand. Uh, this arena that the Coyotes will be playing out of this upcoming season sits about four to five thousand, if I understand correctly. So, are, are how are, are you excited to maybe get an opportunity to watch Arizona in that arena? Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a really interesting and, and intimate atmosphere. I think it's going to be a re really cool. And I think it's I think they're going to be able to bring in, you know, a lot of a lot of interest from the ASU students, from the college crowd. I think they're going to be interested in, in going to see games. Um, so, so I'm really excited to see how you know, you know what it's like and uh, whatnot. Actually, it's funny. I got to go to a couple games 
actually last season in Glendale at Gila River. And, and, th- and that is a very nice arena. You know, uh, I really enjoyed the times there that, that I got to have because it's, it's actually pretty underrated, in my opinion, in terms of NHL arenas. But the, but the atmosphere that they're going to have in Tempe, I think it's going to be really cool. And I think, you know, you know like, like, like there's not going to be a bad seat in the building. So, you know, I think especially for, for, those, for those big teams, when, when, when guys like, you know, McDavid and stuff and the Oilers and the Avalanche, you know, come, it's going to be, going to be a pretty big ticket. So I'm really excited to see what, what it's like. And uh, obviously, hopefully, I'll be able to go see them, see the Stars play there, which I think would be super fun. Now, I haven't looked at the schedule yet, but since the Coyotes are in the Central Division, technically, uh, there's a possibility you could see them actually more than once in Arizona, which is kind of nice because you're going to be at school at the same time the hockey season is going on. So, I I mean, I'm I'm really excited for you because I'm I've honestly thought about maybe flying out to Tempe sometime just to go watch any Coyotes game just to see what the atmosphere is like. Um, And let me ask you this question, and maybe you can answer this because. I think that uh, especially the Phoenix area gets gets a lot of hate, if that makes any sense. Especially right now from not not necessarily like the, the Phoenix Suns and stuff like that and the Arizona Cardinals and stuff, but especially from the NHL standpoint because they're like, oh, well, they just need to move to Quebec or, oh, they need to move to Houston, which I would love, by the way. But, it, 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 I mean, there are a lot of fans in Arizona, so – can you talk about maybe like the atmosphere with hockey in Arizona and, you know, tell me why that it's good that the Arizona Coyotes are staying. I know that's kind of putting you on the spot and everything, but can you tell me just a little bit about the culture there? Uh, yeah. So, so, so the interesting thing about the Coyotes fan base is, is that, is that, you know, no, no, they've, they've been playing in Glendale and, and, and really when, when most of the hockey fans are actually, they're on the other side, you know, no, of, of the metropolitan area that, you know, most of the actual big Coyotes fan base, it's not in Glendale. And Glendale, it, it, it's not the easiest to get to, you know, you know it takes a while. You know, it's, it's not like it's, it's not like the Coyotes play in the Suns arena, you know, which I think would be, you know, I mean, that would be big for the Coyotes because they used to play in the Suns arena, but, but, but now you know, it's just the Suns there. So, you know, so I think, I think that this move, I think it's really going to grow the fan base, but, but I think it's also going to be easier just for the existing fans to be able to, to be able to go to games, you know, much more easily, but the coyotes, I would say they actually, they don't have a big fan base, but they have a dedicated fan base. You know, when when I go to those games, I, you know, I, I see, I would go to like, you know, I think I went to somewhere around like five games last season there in Glendale. And I saw like a lot of the same people there. I felt, felt like, you know, so I think that while they don't have a big fan base, it's a devoted fan base and they really, stick by their team. And I kind of relate to that because the stars are very similar to that. You know, the stars, they don't have a bunch of what I would call hardcore, you know, crazy fans like, you know, like me, like I'm I'm stupid, insane when it comes to the stars. So, but they have a lot of people who are really, really dedicated, who are season ticket holders, who have been season ticket holders for a very long time. And they have a lot of casual hockey fans who, who go out and see, you know, a couple of games a year. So, I would imagine that something like that is very similar to the Dallas uh, situation. And, you know, I mean, I know the stars are a lot more financially sound right now than the Arizona Coyotes, but I would hate to see my team leave. So I'm, I'm very happy that they're staying in Arizona being totally honest. I'm glad they are. So yeah, me too. Me too. Um, 
before I get into like hockey related stuff, um, do you have anybody like maybe family you would like to shout out and say hi to or anything like that? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay, okay. So, so uh, first off, got to shout out my mom. Uh, even though she's a Blackhawks fan, uh, which we we have some, oh. yeah, we have we have some uh, di- we have some differences uh, on that front, but by I love her uh, so much. So, shout out to my mom. Uh, shout out to my good friend Ben Slotnick. He's a even though he even though he's he's a fan of fan of the Lightning, which is uh yeah. You know, yeah, it's but, better than, better than Chicago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> shout out to my man Ben. Uh, he I, I met met him at freshman year at ASU. Great guy. Shout out to my man Connor Zodi, even though he's a LA Kings fan. So I have a lot of friends who are just big into hockey. Uh, and then also shout out to uh, Grant Snugs, who's a who was a friend I had in elementary school. We were a uh, huge Stars fans. We really bonded over that. Mm-hmm. Then uh. My boys, the Eagers, shout out to them. So, yeah, just shout out all my friends, shout out to my great family and stuff. So, you know, in, in case they're watching, in case they're going to be listening. So, oh, I should totally listen to you. They should totally <laughs> listen. You got, you got a lot of cool stories to tell. So, um, uh, and I, wa- I want to get into one specific story because I, I think it's really interesting that you did this. And it's actually, if you go to Sam's uh, Twitter feed, He's got it up at the top of his page. I think you have it pinned, if I if I remember correctly. You might not anymore, but uh, Sam uh, does a lot of stuff uh, very similar to uh, some podcasting stuff as well. And you actually got to interview someone really, really interesting. Can you tell people who uh, who that was about? Uh, yes. So, so I was able to interview um, Dallas Stars fans' favorite announcer of all time, Leah Hextall. Uh, which was which was which was really fun, and, and I know I know that that she that that she might not have the biggest uh, fan base, at least here in the stars uh, fan base, but she's she's such a sweet person. She she's awesome. She was so fun to talk to. Uh, you know, was, I got to talk to her just about her experiences and stuff, really getting into the business of broadcasting. So she's she's really cool. Um, you know, I'm I'm really a big fan of her. Uh, I know as a person, and, and I think that. I think that over time she's really gonna she's really gonna start improving in the booth and stuff, you know, because it it's not an easy job. It's not easy. Well, and especially it's a national live if it's a national audience, so you're trying to, you know, talk to multiple different fan bases while you're you you know while you're giving off information. Um, and I'll be honest, I was on the hate train for a little while, but you know, she I wouldn't say she's grown on me quite yet. I, I think she will. I think she will. But uh, she's gotten better, especially over the, the course of the season. There were several ESPN Plus broadcasts that I was just like, okay, Leah, you you, you are getting pretty good at this. Yeah. And, and, and I really do – I'm really starting to appreciate her more. So, um, And I also wanted to uh, ask you about a, a certain announcer that uh, you also got to uh, interview as well, right? You got to uh, interview the first stars uh, – like. PA announcer, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that is correct. I got to talk with uh, Siri Zaylison, who and it's a really cool thing about her because she was the first first announcer, obviously, in Stars history. She she was the PA announcer for the first season back at Reunion Arena, and she was also the first ever PA announcer, a uh, female PA announcer in the history of the National Hockey League. And and I had I, and, and that's something that I had no idea about. I didn't know who she was really up until just a couple months ago. And I found out about it on like YouTube. I thought it was so cool. So I reached out to her, got to talk to her and, you know, she got to, you know, it was really cool. She got to kind of tell me 
her story about really getting involved with the stars and her experiences doing the announcing. And it was so cool to talk, talk to her. Like, like she, she's awesome. And, you know, she was a real, real pioneer, you know, and it's really cool that the stars, you know, you know, we're, we're in on, we're in on this stuff way back in the early nineties, which is really cool. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Cause I, I never knew that, you know, she was the first, you know, female PA announcer in the history of the NHL. I, I thought that was really, really cool. And, I thought I thought that was a really cool experience for you to to get to uh, do that. And if you want to go uh, listen to that, that's on. Is that on your on your Twitter feed? I think they could find it somewhere on your Twitter feed. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those, those stuff it'll it'll be on my Twitter feed. I got some clips up there, and and then uh, you know if you look up C Trace Sports, uh, it, it should come up there. Okay, so go check those out because both of those interviews were really really cool. I watched both of them; they were neat. Oh, so, well, th- well, thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate job. that, man. Now you did I a great job that. with it. Okay, so anyways, let's get into more specifically about you, and you've done some cool stuff, but let's talk about why hockey, why the Dallas Stars, and you know your background into getting into hockey and how it got, got it started with uh, the greatest team in North American sports. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, so... So it's kind of it's kind of a long story. So so I became a, I became a big Stars fan, or mostly just a hockey fan through the NHL video games, because uh, I would play those so much as a kid. You know all the old NHL EA Sports games, um, and you know I I I always liked to play as the Stars. So I would I got to know all the old players through that guys like you know Turco, uh, Morrow, whose jersey I have on right now. Uh, you know you know Lettinen, uh Felipe Boucher, Valeri Bure. You know so. I got to know all, all the old guys through through those video games. So I of course I became interested in watching the sport. Now my mom, like like I said earlier, she's a Blackhawks fan. So so I so you know she really got me into watching the game. This was when the Blackhawks were winning cups in you know 2010, 2013, 2015. So you know, I I, I kind of got my interest in watching hockey through her, through watching the Blackhawks. But I got interested in the Stars specifically when I when I really became a big Stars fan was when it was just a surprise, uh, you know, thing that I got to go to. My parents surprised me, and I got to go see the – it was, I believe, game four of the 2014 first-round series between the Ducks and the Stars. I got to see game four, and we won that game. And I, it was such an amazing atmosphere. I loved it so much. I, I fell in love with the victory green jerseys. Um, and, and, you know, Jimmy Ben was, he became my favorite player that night because, and, you know, gosh, that game was so much fun. Just, it was, you know, it was a playoff game, amazing atmosphere. So, yeah, that, it was that game that really, you know, made me a fan. And then I've just been following the team uh, ever since. So, over the course of, uh, of your life, um, how many games would you say you've gone to per year? It doesn't have to be an exact. Just give me like an estimate. Uh, okay, so so I would say I I usually try to make it out to maybe like you know two three games a year. That's I would say that you know at least you know it's you a know, little like, harder for you now probably I would assume right. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a bit tougher, but it was nice because when as soon as I came back from Arizona, you know, you know we were playing the Flames in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go to game six, which ended up being our last win of the season. And it was a very, very fun night. Even though we did lose the series, it was an awesome night. I'm never going to forget. 
And I even the craziest thing about that night was after the game, I got I ran into Kari Lettinen after the game and uh, I got to meet Kari. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was I recognized him. I was like, wait, that's Kari. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was really fun night. Really cool. Uh, did you get to take a picture with him or anything uh, like that? Get yes, his autograph? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. I made made sure to get a photo with him. He was he's the nicest guy. He's such a cool guy. That's legit. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad that happened to you because, uh, especially I mean, there, it's very hard to find a a hockey player that's not super personable, in my opinion. I, that's yeah. why I love this sport so much because most of the guys in it are very humble, down to earth, and you know they'll do anything for a fan. So. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I love hockey. So um, what did you specific, what was your favorite thing about the atmosphere at the American Air Airlines Center? Whether it was the, the game you went to in 2014, the game six against uh, the Ducks, or whether it was another game or whatever. What's like your favorite thing about being there and being part of the crowd? Well, well that, that's a, that's actually a really good question. I would say it, it, I I loved just how, how invested the fans are in, in the game. Cause I go to some other games, I'll go to some other arenas and, and I feel like, you know, that, that some crowds can be kind of quiet at times. It's, it's like, they're not fully into it, you know, sometimes, you know, I, no, I actually, I, it was funny. I, over spring break, I went to Florida and I actually got to see a, a, a lightning game uh, and they were playing the Red Wings. That was, you know, I was really expecting like the atmosphere to be like, Whoa, like this is the back-to-back -back champs. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, the, about the atmosphere is going to be great. The atmosphere was really good, but, I was like thinking about it. I was I was like, man, like I don't I don't think it I, I I still I still didn't think that it was as good as the stars. Like there's something special about that atmosphere in Dallas. You know, you know, when you're there, you feel like, you know, you really feel like, you know, that you're in just a gr great group of people who are invested in the game. They're very loud, passionate and stuff. And, you know, I, I love all the extra things that happen, like saying, you know, like the, I guess the traditions, I guess, saying, you know, stars during the anthem. You know the Pantera goal song, the best goal song in the NHL. Uh, just, just all, all, all the little things. Um, uh, the, the, uh, I believe it's the, uh, the Garth Brooks sing along now. So, so, uh, so that, that's cool. I've really grown to like that. So I love all just the different things that happen at Stars games. And I would also like to point out to Colorado Avalanche fans that we started the whole Blink-182, all the small things, first, yes, okay? Yes, so, exactly. Uh, so anybody clip this, if you're listening to this or watching on YouTube or whatever, clip it, put it on YouTube or wherever, and you can quote me on this. We started it first before Colorado. Colorado, it's not your thing. It's our thing first. 100%. <laughs> I agree so, with that. Um, uh, That's cool, man. Um, Very, very cool. Um, let me ask you about some of your uh, favorite players over the course of the last, you know, it, it could be like, you know, from the, I guess you could say the era before maybe, you know, when Sagan and Ben were younger or current players or any, or even, you know, players way, way, way back in the past, maybe in the nineties that you've maybe read up on or something. Can you tell me some of your favorite players? Yeah. So, so definitely one of my favorite players is, is Brett Hole. Uh, I mean, he scored the biggest goal in the history of the franchise He's one of the greatest goal scorers in the history of the game. And, you know, you know, every time, every time I, I watch the replay of that goal, it, it just, it gets me in it. And even though I wasn't alive at the time, you know, I, I was born a couple of years after that, you know, it, it honestly, it, I mean, it stays with me. I, I feel like, I feel like, like I watched it live. Like, like that's how much I've, I've watched it over the years. Um, so def definitely Brett um, and obviously Morrow, um, you know, 
because Morrow was really the first Star player that I really like knew of a lot, um, you know, just through the video games and stuff. So he was the first player that, that I really was into, even though I wasn't watching a whole lot of Stars hockey at that time. Um, you know, and over the years, I've gotten to, you know, learn more about him. Obviously, he has that uh, iconic game six goal against the Sharks, the four overtime game, uh, which is an amazing moment. But, you know, he's also just a great leader, you know, you know, great leader, leadership on and off the ice, just a great captain. And then I would say, I guess from more of the current era, uh, Jamie Ben. I, I, I love Jamie, man. He's, he's, he's been one of my favorite players ever since, you know, I really started watching the stars. Uh, same with, same with Morrow. I, I would say that Ben is a, uh, is a great leader. He, I, I think he really is. I think he's, I think he's, he, I think he can be underrated in that aspect of his great leadership and how he leads the team. I think he's a great guy. And then, um, and unfortunately, I'm going to talk about a guy who might be leaving us pretty soon, but a clinger. I love, love clinger, man. Uh, that, that game six goal against the predators was one of the best moments of my life. I was so happy when he scored that. Um, you, you know, I, I, I love him. He's a, he's a Swede man. I, he's so clutch for us and, you know, it's looking like more than likely he's going to be leaving. So I'm really going to miss Klingberg. Uh, and also just one of the best uh, last names uh, that the stars have ever had. Speaking of the last names, uh, that, that the stars have had one, one, one of my favorites, and there have been two that have, they're both JJ. That's their initials. UC Jokinen and Yerki Jokipaka. I yeah. love those names. It's just, and, and, uh, Yerky Yoki Paka used to be one of my favorite players back in the day when he was still here. Um, yeah, man, dude, Yoki Paka, man. I, I don't even I, I know where him, he man. is now. I don't even know where he is now. Yeah. I remember when he was on here, man. I, I love that guy, man. He was, he was one of my favorites too. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let me ask you about some of your favorite Dallas Stars moments because uh, you mentioned you kind of mentioned a couple. You knew, you mentioned Klingberg Game Six, twenty nineteen against the Nashville Predators, and that was kind of a surprise because that was when Nashville was at the top of the game. You know, they were slowly starting to decline from there. Uh, you you kind of mentioned twenty fourteen. I would assume that's one of your favorite moments because you got to you got to go to that playoff game, uh, oh, yeah. Game Six, and. Uh, and then you were also able to go to the the flame series this past uh, playoff run. Yeah. In game six as well, where which we won, which was 
otter stood on his head. My goodness. Oh, um, gosh, but yeah. can, can you tell me some of your other favorite moments that uh, that kind of stick out to you? And it, it could literally be anything. It could be, uh, you know, so it didn't have to be like a specific game or anything like that. You know, just something off the ice that you saw. It could be anything. Uh, right. Okay. So, um, so one of my favorite, one of my favorite memories ever, this was, this was the last game of the 2014, 15 season. We're playing the Nashville predators. And it was when Jamie Ben won the art Ross trophy. I was, I was lucky enough to be there in person and, 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 and you know, when he, when he got that second assist on the, I believe, I believe it was, was a, I believe it was a Cody Eakin goal. And uh, you, you know, the whole place erupted you know, and then they put the graphic on the on the uh, jumbotron that he had won the Art Ross. We were just going nuts. It was so awesome. You know, the season as a whole, it wasn't the best. You know, we missed out on the playoffs, but that moment was so awesome. You, you know, it was so cool to see him. You know, have that moment. And then after the game, it was so cool. Jamie was doing an interview with uh, with the ticket. Uh, this was like out on just like the concourse, and there's like a bunch of we're all just like you know we're all just kind of you know there to see him it was really cool because he actually signed autographs for all of us like all the fans there so you know i got got his autograph like after the game uh jamie's such a cool cool nice guy and i was like wow you know, like like i got to meet jamie like right after you know he won the art ross which is pretty dang cool so that's one of my favorite memories getting to be there um let's see another another one of my favorite memories um j- just just the 2020 run as a whole really um, just at, like as a whole, it's just so many memories within that. But the but the memory that sticks out to me most, it's actually from the Flame series from 2020. This was um, yeah, it, it was Game Four, I believe. Yeah, Game Four. And and you know and you know, and just for some context, I was going through a very tough time in my life. You know, I, I'm not going to go into like a ton of details, but it was you know I was going going through a tough time. You know, and there was some, you know. It, you know, so it's like it, the, the tough time it had started really right as the playoffs start, right as the round robin had ended pretty much. So, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going through this tough time. Hopefully the stars can really, you know, lift me up. But then it's looking like we're going to go down 3 1. I was like, oh, crap. We're going to go down 3 1. We're probably going to lose. I was like, oh, man, I was feeling defeated. But then Pavelski scores this goal to, to, to tie the game up, send it into overtime. And I cried. I cried when Pavelski scored that. I'm gonna remember that moment forever because I mean, I was so happy. I couldn't. I just like, like, like when I needed, when I needed the most, the stars, the stars scored, and I, and then we won that game. We won the series, and then we went on just one of the greatest runs of all time. And that run, it really helped me. You know, during a time you know that was, that was very tough, dealing with some heartbreak, but it was. Um, just such a memorable run. So many amazing memories. Uh, I would have friends over, you know, you know, like, like my good friend, Roy, shout out to my boy, Roy, uh, had him over for game five against uh, Tampa. And, you know, we were going nuts when Perry scored. Um, that, that's one of my favorite memories. And I remember thinking when Perry scored that goal, I was like, okay, stars and seven, we're going to do it. And, you know, I was so confident. And, you know, even though we lost, you know, it's, it's that run is one of the greatest runs I've ever seen. It's, it, it was just so improbable. It was, I fe- it felt like a Hollywood movie and it was, it was amazing. So definitely just that whole run really as a whole, I would say just so many great memories within that. 
man, there's so many things that I want to, all those, all those things are cool. There are so many thoughts running through my head when he said that, but random useless trivia fact for the night. Do you know who Jamie Ben beat for the Art, Art Ross trophy? I'm putting you on, on the spot again. Uh, I, I, I believe, it, I believe it, it, it was, it was Tavares. Very good. Okay. Then, then, I believe in third, it was, it was like Crosby, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so, very yeah. good. Yeah. And, and the re that like they were tied with like two minutes left in the stars game. John Tavares had already finished his last game and uh, you know, he had the, the lead because he had more goals than, yeah. uh, than Tavares or than Ben had. And all he needed was just one point. He got the one point. I think he, I think it was 87 is what, is what he uh, ended up getting 87 or 88. One of the two, but um, and and I've talked about this with several of uh, the fan stories episodes, but that 2020 bubble run, uh, I think it helped a lot of people in the Dallas area. And, and, yeah. and you know, and, and I mean, like you said, you were going through a, a rough personal uh, part of your life, which, which, uh, you know, you know, props to you for sharing on a, on a podcast like this. That's, that's really brave to do so. Um, but you know, just in general, um, I've talked to a lot of stars fans who, you know, just because of the pandemic and the uncertainty of everything that's been going on, or the, everything that was going on, I, I hope it's all done now, but yeah. all, all the uncertainty that was going on, that was something that we could look forward to. Uh, you know, I mean, just getting to see hockey at least, you know, without fans, but still get to watch it on TV and, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it is like the whole world shut down. There was nothing to look forward to for months. And then the stars go into a bubble. They're there by themselves. They don't get to be with their families and they pull off one of the most amazing runs in sports history. In my opinion, yeah. we're going to look back on this run, even though we didn't win it, we're going to look back on that run, you know, 50 years from now and say, I remember when Joe Pavelski scored that goal. I remember when John Klingberg scored that goal. I remember when, uh, Yoel freaking Kiviranta, but they didn't say freaking. Oh, yeah. Scored his hat trick goal. A, a guy no one had ever heard of before. Colorado never knew who this guy was, and he scored a hat trick in the most important game of the season. I mean, you can't get anything like that back. And I, I think it also jump started a brand new generation of of hockey fans here in the Dallas area. I say here in the Dallas area, like I'm in the Dallas area, but. You know, in Texas, in Texas, it, it definitely spawned. Even here in Odessa, I've talked to several kids who I know who are like, you know, they're starting to become hockey fans just because of that 2020 bubble run. So um, I I don't know what else to say about it. It was just absolutely fantastic, and I, I'm glad yeah. you're a part of that. So um, last big question, but uh, there's probably little questions coming off of this too. Uh, at the time we're recording this, uh, it is July 18th of 2022. And what's in, and I've said this for the past couple of interviews is that, uh, this is after free agent signing. So we know at this point that the stars have signed Mason Marchment looks to be a pretty good signing and also Colin Miller and Colin Miller looks to be a pretty solid, you know, second or third pairing defenseman. Um, but What's really interesting is this is this is the sixth day of free agency and John Klingberg still does not have a new team. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you about is I wanted to ask you how do you feel about the Stars situation going into the next season knowing all of this stuff? 
So are you, uh, I think I've said, are you cautiously optimistic? Are you really optimistic and you're really excited about next season? Or are you just completely down and depressed? Do you think this team is going to suck it up and they're going to tank for Connor Bedard? What do you think? Okay. So, so, I mean, you know, every year, of course, every, every year, I always think the same thing. You know, I want to see the stars win the Stanley cup. That's, that is always the hope, you know, now, if I'm being you know, realistic, you know, that is most likely not going to happen this next season. Although, although Peter DeBoer, you know, he, he, whenever he goes to the Stanley cup, it's always within like his first season. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know, maybe it'll continue here, you know, but, but I, I would say I'm cautiously optimistic for how this season is going to go. Um, I, 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 th- I do think I'm excited to see what DeBoer does with, with this team. I, w- I want to see like some more offense. I am super excited for Mason Marchman. I am stoked with that signing. I like, I was watching, I was watching the, the, the podcast that you guys were doing. And, w- and when you said that we had just got Marchman, I, I jumped up, you know, I jumped up around my bed. I was like, Holy cow. I was so excited. And I think, you know, I really like his game. I like his physicality. He can put up points. So I'm really excited to see how he does. I'm going to be please He's probably the guy I'm going to be watching the most. And then, um, I'm also excited to obviously, you know, you know, just see, just see Ottinger play more, you know, especially after what he did in that Calgary series, which was just, you know, out, out of this world. My, stupid. Yeah, it was stupid <laughs> good. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and, you know, we saw the 2020 bubble run that Hudobin had. And it's, it, it's hard for me to say, even though we just talked about the 2020 bubble run, but that one series performance by Jay Cottinger was probably one of the greatest I've ever seen in my lifetime by yeah. not just a stars goaltender, but any goaltender period. The only one that I think it would, that would trump it is JS Jaguar when uh, the Anaheim ducks lost in the uh, Stanley cup final, because mm-hmm. right? he was out of his mind and they still lost, but uh, sorry, continue. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's funny. No, no, just to, uh, just to talk a little quick, a little quick, thing about Ottinger, you know, I, I had a couple of friends over, you know, for that, for that game seven and, and, you know, and, and the, and these friends of mine, you know, they don't really watch a lot of hockey. They don't watch the stars a lot, but they were just in awe. They were in awe of what Ottinger was doing. Like, like, I mean, I have friends texting me who don't really watch the stars and they're, they're, they're like, we're watching this game. And this guy Ottinger is just out of his mind. Like everyone was hitting me up about it. I was, I was like, I know, right. This is amazing. It was just like, like honestly, I started to think that just Calgary just wasn't going to score. You know, I, I like it, it was. It was I really, I really thought that Ottinger was going to will his way yeah. to make sure. Like, I, I honestly thought that he was at one point going to drop his goalie gear, take his goalie stick, go down, deke everybody out, and score himself because he was yeah. just doing everything except scoring. So, but yeah. But, 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 but that was just so that, I mean, that was incredible. So, I mean, you know, to go off of that, like I said, I'm excited to see what Ottinger does. I would, I'm really excited also to watch Miro too, because I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that possibly, you know, we can see Miro really take that next step and possibly get to that, to the, le- to, to the level of Kale McCarr. I think that, I think that's what many Stars fans uh, want to see, you know, cause I mean, Miro is fantastic. You know, he's amazing. But man, if he can like get up to like you know, just maybe take that, just that one extra step and get to where probably like Makar is. Oh my goodness! Like if he unlocks just that little extra in his game, you know, oh my goodness, he. I mean, that could be amazing, and he's already amazing. So, you know, I'm really excited to see 
of what the stars do. Um, I'm excited for the Ryan Suter redemption arc. <laughs> um, <but laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. But uh, you know, hope hopefully. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can we can dream. So, but I'm cautiously optimistic. So, um, it, let me ask you this because you talked about Klingberg a little bit. Um, like like I mentioned, he's this is the sixth day of free agency. The, the dude is still not signed as far as I'm aware of. And I feel like yeah. that if he was signed, we, I would have heard about it by now. And I mean, I, as close an eye as I keep to Twitter every day, you know, just watch him for any kind of hockey news at in general. Um, I'm honestly shocked. And I, I think he is, he and his agent are too. Um, the, the longer this goes on and, and don't take my word for it, but I think the longer this goes on, the more of a chance that he may return to the Dallas stars. Yeah. Um, now this is complete speculation. This, this is not like I have insider information or anything like that, but you know, if he had had a contract that he liked in a team that was at least competitive, I think he would have already signed somewhere. I really do. So, um, do you think that, John Klingberg can have his redemption arc and come back uh, to the Dallas stars and be, be a defenseman for them again. Well, well, I hope so. Cause like I said earlier, you know, Klingberg, you know, and I know that Klingberg, he, he does, he does get a fair amount of hate, you know, from the fan base, but, but, but likewise uh, too. Yeah. Sorry, John, I love you. Sorry. Yeah, I, like, I still like, do appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, and I'll admit it was funny, you know, cause we were, I was sitting up, you know, in, in the stands for, for that game six against Calgary, and every time Klingberg made a turnover, just I could hear everyone in my section just loudly groan. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll admit, I, and I'm sitting there in my Klingberg jersey. I'm just like, oh gosh, I wore uh, the wrong jersey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, like, like at least we won. At least we won. But you know, um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that 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 if he could come back, that if he can't come back, he he would. And I, I would really like to see what Klingberg can do under DeBoer, you know, and I think, I, I really think that Klingberg could really do well under, under DeBoer. And I really think that he could have, you know, you know, a much better season, you know, you know, than last year, if he comes back, um, I you know I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to bet on that. I'm not going to bet on him coming back, but I, I would love if he did, because I think he could really do well for us next season. I have my answer, but I want to hear what you think. Um, if you had to give it a percentage of a chance that he comes back, what would you put it at? Huh. Okay. Good question. Good question. Um, well, like, you know, you know, like you said, you know, the, the longer it goes, you know, I, you know, you're right. I, I do think that the longer it goes, you, you know, I, I still, I, the, the chances increase, but as of now, again, I still don't see him coming back. So I would say maybe like 25, 30% and I'm probably being, probably decently generous even then but but what what are your thoughts i was i was i'm right there close to you um, i i put about 20 percent. so you're a little bit more optimistic yeah. than i am about it but i, I mean it, it's still there i mean if if they can trade out uh specifically two players everyone's talking about it you know trade out foxa trade out dobby don't retain any kind of salary whatsoever uh then maybe there's a chance he returns maybe but it's it's very it's still very unlikely at this point. And the stars yeah. have even come out and said, you know, Klingberg's not coming back. So I mean, never say never, yeah. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So 
Um, I don't know how invested you are in like top six forwards, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on who you think. I mean, the first line is kind of solidified. We we can all talk about the first line of forwards and it being uh, Pavelski, Robertson, and Hintz. Uh, but who do you? And we don't have to talk about all the lines, but who do you think uh, could play on that second line with uh, presumably Sagan as that second line center? Who who do you think could play with him? Huh, huh, that, 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 that's a good question. Um, I I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure Marchman has to be up there. And I, like like I, like, I mean, there there is a reason we signed him. We signed him to be a top six forward. So I, I say definitely Marchman has to be up there in him. And I mean. He, he's I, I really and again like I said I think Marchman's going to turn out fantastic for us I think he's going to turn out to be a really good signing I think he's going to you know and, and, I, and I've been hearing a lot of people talk about you know how it's like, like oh well there's a chance that maybe he's just a one-year wonder you know with Florida you know and it's like you no know, you know he and you know and, and, and I mean you know I think people are definitely right to like have those concerns don't get me wrong but I really just think that Marchman is going to play well for us and then, then uh, you, you know, no, someone who who I really like, I, I, I like Peterson a lot. I, I I would like to see Peterson get a shot up there. I think uh, that's what I'd really like to see because I I really like his game. So, and, and I agree with you. Uh, I, I'm you can you you I mean you know you you've listened to our show and me and me specifically, I rave about Peterson. I mm-hmm. I, I I mean he's a fifth round pick, and the stars have really good luck with fifth round picks. Uh, Look at Jamie Ben. Look at John Klingberg. They're both fifth round picks, um, and he showed some flashes of some dangleness, if that makes oh, any yeah. sense. He, I mean, he's got some puck moving skills, and the fact that he scored a limited, you know, in limited ice time, the, he was in he was double digits in goals, and he did, he was scratched sometimes throughout the season. Mm. So, I mean. He could be an excellent top six forward, and I think he's going to be given the chance. I really do think he's yeah. going to be given the chance under DeBoer. So I agree with you 100%. And uh, I also agree with you with the whole Mason Marchment thing because um, when I wrote my article for Blackout Dallas and I said, hey, we should really look at this guy, um, I undervalued him probably now that I look back at it. Uh, on my article for blackout, I think I put him at like 2.5 that maybe the stars could get him for (laughs) 2.5. He signed for almost double that at 4.5. So I, I, and I'm perfectly okay with this because Jim Nell in the past, and you can tell me what you think. Um, he hasn't really made like giant free agent acquisitions. He's made some big trades in the past before he liked where his team was at. And I like where my team is at. That's one of his famous slogans, right? I mean, he talked. We can talk about the Sagan trade, where it. I mean, we hosed Boston. Um, you, we can talk about the Spezza trade, which was, I think, was pretty even in the in the end. Uh, Patrick Sharp, same thing. I think we hosed the Blackhawks with that trade as well, with uh, getting both Stephen Johns and Patrick Sharp. But um, it it was nice for me to see Jim Nell go out there and make a really big free agent acquisition because. I mean, no offense to Ryan Suter. I love the guy. I know he gets a lot of hate from Stars fans. I personally love him. But, uh, you know, he wasn't necessarily the big free agent acquisition that we, that Stars fans were hoping for. So, yeah. I mean, what, what do you, what did you think about that move? Uh, what, what do you think that move, signing Mason Marchment to a big contract like that, says about Jim Nell? 
Yeah, and, and listen, I really, I really, I really like like what Noel is doing here, I, and I and I really like 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 I like that he's addressing a big need that this team has. You, you know, you know th- this team has just had they have had difficulty scoring. I mean, I mean, I mean that that's been the big thing. You know, you know they they can't they can't score enough goals, and we we saw it in that Calgary series. That that that's what bit the Stars in the butt is is, is that we couldn't we couldn't score. You know, and and we couldn't provide. We couldn't pr- provide for Otter, you know, when 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 he really needed us, when he just needed, when he, when he just needed one more goal, we couldn't get it for him. So, you, you know, honestly, I think this is just a great signing by Neil. I love what he's doing here, and honestly, I'll, I'll be honest, I I really feel like, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be like just the playoffs or just whatever, but I got this feeling, man, that that Marchman is going to end up, Marchman is going to end up getting like a really big goal for us in like the playoffs or something. You know, if we do make it, I think Marchman is going to be like that guy who's going to, you know, he's he's going to really, you know, show up and he's going to be like, hey, you know, th- this is why you signed me, right? And he's going to he's going to get a big goal. I just have I got a feeling about that, you know. So, I think Marchman's going to be awesome for us. I do, I do too. And you know, we should. And I know a lot of Stars fans are really kind of upset at the fact that the Stars are not like perennial contender, you know. The, the Tampa Bays, the I mean, you could put Toronto up there, uh, Colorado's of the world, Carolina, you could put up there as like the top contenders in the NHL. But you really have to look at the, the success that the Stars have had recently, the past four years. Um, and the one year they missed the playoffs, I think it was a fluke just because of the injuries the Stars uh, dealt with. So 2019, we lose to the Stanley Cup champions. 2020, we lose to the Stanley Cup champions. 2021, we had all those injuries. You know, Rope Hintz was playing on one foot, basically. Uh, Sagan played six games the entire year. There's our top two centers gone like that. Um, and then this past year, I mean, if we had just gotten past Calgary, I think, man, it it, it makes me think that we could have done some real damage. I mean, against yeah. against Edmonton, against the LA Kings, who, whoever was going to go on, I, I thought we had the perfect opportunity to go straight to the Western Conference Final. Now, I'm not putting anything on us beating Colorado in the Western Conference Final. That's mm. who I would assume we would have faced. But, you know, still, that that would have been, you know, a deep run. And I, I think Stars fans have just got to look at it like that. And, I mean, we were one game away from defeating the, the Calgary Flames. We are, I mean, maybe not even a game away, you know, seconds away. And uh, I think Otter is going to be a big part of this team going forward. So, I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said, man. I agree with everything you said um, that, you know, you know, and, and it's like, that's the thing we you know. I feel like whenever the stars, they get into the playoffs, I, 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 you know, I always tell this to my friends, you know, you know, don't, you know, don't count it. Don't count out the stars because I feel like, like, like if this team gets in the playoffs, they're always a threat to go on a run and, and they always, you know, even if they're playing a team that might have more talent than them, they always, you know, put up just a, such a great fight. And we saw that, you know, you know, just in this last playoffs, you know, they gave Calgary a run for their money and almost knocked them off. So, you know, I always think that if the Stars make the playoffs, they're always a threat to go on to go on a run. So, you know. And one of our favorite segments, uh, and it was Chris's favorite segment uh, when we were doing the Calgary series from this past playoff run. Uh, we were going through the ESPN list and all the analysts and, you know, everybody said flames and such and such flames and such and such flames and such and such. I got it right. I said flames in seven. 
every other ESPN analyst had Flames in four, five, or six. No one bet on the Stars to push it to six games or seven games, excuse me. And in he 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 would you know he'd say I remember Chris saying, uh, you know I, I think Leah Hextall actually was one of them. He's like Leah Hextall, Flames in five. You suck. <laughs> you, you go to the next one, such and such. Greg Wasinski, Flames in four. You suck. <laughs> it, or he'd say something like screw you or something like that, and it it just. And it was one of my favorite things that I looked forward to after every game uh, when the stars kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. So um, I I think we're better than we were last year. I really do. But uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to look and see and wait for next uh, next year. It feels a long way away, but it's going to be closer than we think. So we're about two months away now from, uh, you know, uh, training camp from opening up. You got. Lots of storylines, the big young three uh, prospects. Uh, you got all sorts of things coming up, so we're super excited. And uh, you know, I think Sam, we're going to cut it off here tonight, man. I just want to say uh, thank you for joining us, and I just want to uh, you know open up the floor to you. And I know you got some stuff you probably want to promote because I know you got some stuff that you do and you spend a lot of time and energy into so uh you know the floor is yours before we uh cut it off tonight okay well, well um first off i just want to say uh you know thank you so much for having me on uh you, you know i love listening to you guys so it's such so cool that i got to be on this uh you know it means a lot um second off you know you know just again just more shout outs you know shout out to the great people at arizona state university of course um and then um i, I guess if i have something to promote um, I'll, I, I will I'll promote a podcast that has nothing to do with sports. Um, it, it, tell what if, if if there's anyone listening who likes a Swedish '80s uh, pop rock music, uh, uh, you can uh, you can listen to my podcast called The Rocks Cast. Talks about the Swedish '80s band Roxette. So in case in case there's anyone any any Roxette fans, uh, they did perform in Dallas once back in the early '90s at Six Flags. So. Maybe if anyone attended that concert, uh, come listen to my podcast. Hey, that, I didn't even know you hosted that, man. That's cool. I may have to actually go and, and listen to that. because I don't even know what Swedish pop rock music sounds like. So I may have to go <laughs> j- just to see what it's like. So, uh, so again, Sam, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on. And I do appreciate your, your kind words as well. Thank you. Once again, Two sponsors, I want to thank them. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, sponsor number two, My Irresponsibility. They're great promote- <laughs> promoters of this show. Go and use the promo code THPN next time you're at DraftKings Sportsbook. Along with Sam, my name's Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning. Have a good evening.